four, three. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on tomorrow. it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Because I've never seen that. Fucking thing sucks. There's no words there. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on it. live um if you're here early you already know what the fuck we do on this show about to give shit away so thanks for tuning in early thanks for hanging out straight to it as we do close-up cam up for grabs right off the bat super soldier serum with a z kitchen sink number one to thanos 12 regular seeds how are we gonna win it this week uh let's go with heartbreaker heartbreaker in the subject line because i'm referring to my denver nuggets it's a heartbreaker so uh yeah hopefully tonight is better tonight is going to be better games on record nobody's no spoilers motherfuckers no spoilers all right so free shit on the screen or how, how are you going to win this shit free shit email on your screen uh, send an email to darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com with the subject line heartbreaker and uh, we will pick how about three winners how about the 10th the 27th and the 45th person will win those three three people will win so good luck send the email free shit email darkhorsegeneticslive scrolling across your screen at gmail.com um yeah, let me get that off the screen. Let's go back to this. Sorry, computer is a little slow. All right, everybody. So, what are we going to talk about today? I wanted to bring on my buddy to talk about grow tents. Um, I'm sure a lot of seed growers are interested in grow tents. There's a lot of manufacturers of grow tents, um, but I would think. The most people who are interested in grow tents are probably first-time growers or people who are starting to grow, people in smaller spaces. Um, so that's kind of what we're focusing on tonight is um, talking about grow tents. And uh, specifically, I wanted to bring on um, hydro grow tents because uh, they're our buddies. We've uh, 
over the past couple of years become buddies. I use their tents. They hooked me up with a couple of tents. Um, I know Caesar uses their tents. Herb uses their tents. Ninja uses their tents. You say Dark Horse uses their tents. Um, so we use them to make some seed in, pheno hunt in, do other small little projects in, collect pollen in. Um, so there's a million tents on the market. But something unique about Hydro Grow is that they sell like an all-in-one kit. So a lot of guys come up to us at the booth and ask us, hey, dude, like, I want to get started. I have no idea what to do or how to get started or whatever. You know, obviously, start with some books, the education, seek it out. Well, a great way is to get a kit. That way you're getting everything that comes together, um, like a fan, a light. You know, like they're, all, they're proportional so that you have the right amount of airflow. You have the right lighting for the, for the thing as you're learning. You know what I mean? But with all that said, rather than me jumble along about it, I'm going to bring in my buddy Mike, um, known as Mike the House Husband, you know, from Hydro Grow. Let's see if I can't bring him up here. There he is, Michael. What's you up, are buddy? On, sir. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on today, dude. Uh, Mike's with uh, Hydro Grow. And uh, what's your Instagram, Mike, if you want to share it? If you don't, you don't have to or whatever. But. For HydroGrow, our Instagram is the official HydroGrow, and my other Instagram is Mike the House Husband, which is where I kind of, guess you could say, chronicle the adventures of building this company. <laughs> totally, because um, yeah, Mike, you've been there from the, basically the beginning, right? Yeah, I started with the company literally the day they launched. I was offered a position. <laughs> nice. So yeah, this HydroGrow is spelled a little bit differently. Um, you can't just type in H Y G R O Grow and you know and find it or whatever. It's H I or H I G H. Um, yeah, we like to spell it like get high. Get high, Drogro. Grow. That's what you do with your plants, right? I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, check them out. I would highly recommend these tents because they're of a sound quality and construction. Like, there's a million tents on the market, a ton of companies, some big names, some names you probably never heard of. You can get on Amazon and you can buy really cheapies or whatever. Um, but a lot of them like can't even hold the weight of the light that you're trying to to hang in these tents. Um, a lot of them are probably very safe. But uh, before I kind of go off too much on that, Mike, Mike, why don't you just tell us a, just a brief, uh, well, we'll start at the beginning like we do with everybody on this show. Do you remember the first time you smoked cannabis? And if so, what, what strain was it? And uh, if you remember, and uh, yeah, take us back. There was two experiences in smoking cannabis. It was the first time I smoked cannabis, and it was the first time I got high. Sure, and, yeah, first time you get high. Let's do that one. Okay, the first time I got hot. Um, the first time I got high, I was with my buddy who actually owns Minutia Skateboard Company. Uh, they make great rolling trays. Shout out to Minutia. Um, we were, it was right before, we had a half day at school, and I had driver's ed that afternoon, I remember. And he's like, you want to go get stoned, you know, and, and we'll go to Wendy's. Because we had just got our first Wendy's, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I, I, I want stoned. First I smoked Wendy's. Never really got stoned, so I want to get, I want to get, I want to get stone stone. So he had these two joints that he got off my other buddy. And to this day, I swear to God, they were laced because I actually got pre rolls again from the same guy later and had the same experience. But anyway, I got so high that we ended up in a drugstore in a cologne war, like just spraying cologne bottles at <laughs> each other, just fucking like being seventeen and completely obnoxiously stoned, like textbook stoners in Wendy's. And I, then I went to driver's ed and I passed out in class. Like I, I, I had my first experience with coming down and I was like coming down so hard that I couldn't even keep my head up. And I was trying to hold my head up like this and, like, and I'm trying to pay attention to class and everybody could tell I had smoked weed and I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. And 
<laughs> here I am in driver's ed. So, so I, was, yeah, I, was, I always ask people, um, like, were you, what kind of kid were you? Were you like a troublemaker? Were you like a stoner? Were you a jock? Were, what, if you had to stereotype yourself as a youth, what were you? Outcast. Outcast. Okay. I can see that. I was, uh, uh, my crew of people I rolled with was the people that nobody really fit in with. So we had a little bit of everything from nerds, the kids that just had no friends, people who had bad upbringings. We kind of made our own little family. Um, I grew up in an affluent town, but I lived in the what they consider the housing area in the apartment complex with all the other kids. Gotcha. So, is this Boston? I always call you Boston, Mike. I so live, is this? I live in Braintree, Mass, which is uh, we're a suburb of Boston. We're about 11 miles south. Uh, we're the last stop on the train line. So that was our cool connection to the city was at 10 years old. I was stealing my dad's T-Pass out of his wallet and riding the train system with my friends and just yeah. going places that we were told we weren't supposed riding to go. Rails, gotcha. Yeah, dude. Like that's how I, how do you think I know the city so well? I've been, at 10 <laughs> years old, I was like, bro, I got my dad's T-Pass. It's Sunday. We can ride one, ride one free. Let's go take the train and see where it goes. And we just literally just ride the rails. Gotcha. Um, and, you also learn how to get out of situations you don't belong in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up on the East Coast, I'm sure is much different than Denver or even West Coast. It's probably Trouble. much different, I can assume. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's just a very brief history of you know how you started smoking or whatever. But uh, I know you're not a totally experienced grower; you're kind of a newer grower. But uh, talk about kind of the beginning of your growing your career. What made, what led you to start growing? Um, I always wanted to grow cannabis. I was a, I was a gardener for a long time. I've always been passionate about growing my own food because uh, one of my kids was misdiagnosed with celiac as an infant, but it opened my eyes to the Food and Drug Administration and how they're poisoning our food supply. So I got into growing my own food for safety reasons. And then I started to question cannabis. And I'm like, well, what? Where, I'm buying this stuff on the black market. What the fuck's in it? And I was like, okay, well, I can't grow it legally. And I still had Massachusetts was a very hard state where they would take your kids from you. So I had the risk of that that I didn't want to take. And I was married at the time and he was not really okay with that. So I started helping friends grow who were doing it anyway, you know, kind of like the outdoorsy stuff in the woods, like, you know, trekking through thorns and shit, learning my way up a little bit, kind of, you know, asking questions when I could about what it was like to grow you know, how seeds were produced, things like that. And then once we went recreational in Massachusetts in 2018, I just basically put my foot down and said, it's on. A buddy hooked me up with some clones. I dug a big ass, three big ass like holes like you were going to plant a tree, like I would plant a fruit tree and put plants in the ground, not knowing how big they were going to get. <laughs> that was my first experience with growth. Just went for it outside and got you. Oh, I went big, buddy. <laughs> I didn't know the plants. How tall did those plants get before you had to probably chop them off six feet over the fence? Uh, they went over my roof line. Oh, over your roof? Okay, no shit. Yeah, there was there was one sativa that turned male late in the season that was about almost eleven feet. <laughs> and yeah, damn, you got clones that were male. That's kind of a shitty deal. But oh, uh, that was seed. Oh, that was a seed one. Okay. Oh, I did pop some seed too because I had had some just like rando bag seeds and different shit. And so I just, the clones I got were Girl Scout cookies. Okay. That was the first thing I ever grew. Gotcha. Let's bring it back over to the grow tent world or whatever. But, um, so talk to us about what your grow tent is, uh, you know, specifically your complete kit. What comes in a complete kit? I know you have multiple sizes. Just uh, give us a quick pitch of what, you know, hydro grow is. 
So HydroGrow, when we came out as a company, we wanted to be a kit company. We wanted to be the company that made it easy for people like myself and my my CEO, Felix, to walk into a grow store as a new grower and say, hey, I'm kind of intimidated by this world. All of you guys have done this a long time. I just want to be able to get what I need and get out of here. So it comes with your carbon filter, your exhaust fan or your intake fan, your air circulation fan or just basic clip-on fan. It comes with a scrog net. comes with grow bags. And it comes with either a T6 or a T8 LED light. Um, depending on what you're actually using, uh, the dream box with a stash kit. When we first came out, we didn't even offer all those things. It was a standard T5 light. In 2018, we were uh, awarded High Times Magazine Grow 10 of the Year, and we beat out Gorilla. They'd won it nine years in a row. So for us, that was the first recognition that we got that our quality of our product was really good. And that's what kind of separated us from everybody. We offered white walls. We offered windows. We offered stronger zippers. We offered a tent that rolled up and gave you better accessibility versus down. Even our vent covers on the side are fully removable, which a lot of growers really appreciate that because they always flap back up on you. So the fact that you can Velcro them off or even put them on halfway so you can make a little slit if you want less airflow sure. is nice. I will say so this, we- that you guys came to us during the design and construction of a lot of these and other growers. I mean, I've seen you at the trade shows and everything else. I know the owners of this company, but you guys have come to us and said, you know, what do we what do we need to do to make our tent stand out or be better than, you know, what do you not like about the other tents, blah, blah. So you could say that your tent is basically designed by growers for growers because you took into idea, you know, or the concepts from, you know, growers to sort of make your tents better with you talk about sort of the flap control and other things that may be lacking on these on these tents or whatever but you did say something right there that i kind of wanted to bring up on this and i'm not even sure how familiar you are on this topic or whatever but i'll just talk on it briefly or whatever because long before hydrogrow even existed in 2008 roughly around that time a grow tents got real popular and all of a sudden there was a problem with plants and it was off-gassing coming from the plastic used in these tents um and really what it was is um i actually took a note so i don't say it wrong but it's called it's called a phthalate and these phthalates are it's a it's a chemical that is used in the in uh, the production of like like pvc or polyplastic and when you open something plastic and you get that really noxious smell or whatever like a I mean, I think of like children's like play pens and like tents you set up or whatever. But if you get a really rank smell of plasticky, noxious type of odor or whatever, um, that is kind of what that is. They've been studied heavily, controversially um, for the past few years or whatever. But as it relates to growing, these uh, phthalates or whatever were known for this off-gassing effect that happened. And it was people started noticing their plants were dying in these tents. So, and it looked like something between overfeeding and a nutrient deficiency and like your plants were washing out and they would literally like yellow leaf out, but they would become almost white before they turn brown and die. And uh, it was linked back to, there was a, uh, let's see, I actually have the link right here. There was a company, Hydro Hut, that sold these. And Hydro Hut was the only company at the time, they were all manufactured in China, similar to how they are now. But HydroHunt was the only company at the time that did an actual recall, put out a statement, acknowledged the fact that these phthalates are existing within their tent, that off-gassing is a real thing. And it, what they all kind of equated it to was the use of a white poly as like a, for the wall. And now you'll see in grow tents, a lot of them, instead of like a white panda film type walls, they're onto like a silver speckle kind of shit. 
and that silver speckle was their answer to the off-gassing of bullshit that was happening. Um, but HydroGrow, specifically rolling it back to HydroGrow now, um, I noticed have the white walls or whatever. And that was my first thought was like, ooh, don't use white walls. Don't use clear windows. Don't use that gnarly plastic or whatever. But your Panda film or your poly, it's not Panda film, your poly there that's used, your white plastic that's used in the construction of your tent is of such a higher quality and different material that it has didn't have that stinky, weird smell when I opened it up or whatever. But I was skeptical. I'll just let you know right off the bat when I got it. And I was like, oh, this is going to off-gas and kill plants just like 2008. And it didn't at all. And I know many grows that have happened with these these tents. And I can say with you know testimonials that they absolutely are fine. They don't have the off-gassing effect. I haven't really heard of this being much of an issue in the, in the later years. But in, I would say, 2008 through 2010, 11, this was all the talk about grow tents and I, I would say if you you know you get what you pay for so if you go for amazon and you go for the absolute cheapest tent that you can get you know what i mean in alibaba or wherever it may be and you get it shipped over from china it's probably i won't say going to have the off-gassing effect but uh this is something that you need to look for if you have a really shitty tent and you can't get a good grow off in there or whatever you just you can't get a good grow i had one of these it was a 10 by 20 in uh in one of my grows in the garage, actually in the garage, but it was more the warehouse area of the dispensary in the back. We put up a 10 by 20 and I could never grow a successful crop out of it. And I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? What's the problem? I know how to grow wheat. Like I don't get this. And it was the off gassing from those tents and I was scratching my head forever. So if you have struggled in the past with tents, it may have been the off gassing effect that was happening in the past. But uh, roll it back over to hydro grow. Are you familiar at all with any of this? Mike, have you heard of the off-gassing of tents? And I can't speak personally as to how, how we got here, but yes, that was a factor in here. Um, Felix would be the better answer of that question. But when we designed our company, White Walls, we went after for re light refraction, but also knowing the concerns of the past. Um, our tents are manufactured in China, too, so we did a serious amount of homework about the material we were going to use. We also put a carbon filter lining between that white wall and between the actual tent. So if you like did a cross section of that, you're going to find a nice sheet of carbon fiber in between there too. I didn't know that. But, I did notice yeah. the wall is really thick when I was looking at carbon it. Carbon fiber inside there. That's for two, two reasons. And then one of them is also two is for light leakage. Gotcha. So we try to keep it dark inside there, you know, keep all the light inside. But no, that was a factor when we were going with white walls. We knew we were kind of, tr not only we were going into a debt market in grow tents, we were going to go back after white walls after everybody had bad experience with the orca walls. We always get called the orca walls. And I'm like, no, we're not the orca walls. We're not another orca walled tent. Stop calling us that. You know, uh, so we tried to go with white because if you ask a photographer what their favorite background to take someone's picture on, it's always going to be white. Sure. It's the most, re it's sure, most refractive. Too. So. One of the things we noticed right off is because everything's white, and I got this feedback from Ninja, is the plants will actually start to curl towards the bottom because it bounces the light off the floor so well that it's trying to get all that light, too. Sure. Um, sure. So we haven't had any issues that I know of or any complaints about off-gas. Well, you would so know. Far. Trust me, if you had the issue, yeah. you would know like immediately and in large batch form or whatever. And I will say this. I think China kind of figured out like we can't sell these junk-ass plastic tents to the Americans anymore because they're, they're not going to buy this shit. So in the factories, they kind of started maybe using a different material. But this material, this phthalate material, this plastic phthalate material is 
everywhere you look. It's all over the fucking place. It just has some, and it, it's been, the studies have shown is non-cancerous to humans or you know, has little to no effect to humans, but it had weird effects, I think, to mice. It literally, I think it made mice cancerous or something like that. But at the same time, like the chemical has a, an interesting reaction to plants, but somehow not people. But the plastic is used all over the place. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, neither well, here nor there with this tent. I don't want to specifically say this tent has that issue, but this was a major issue with grow tents in the past. And uh, it seems to have been resolved because I'm not hearing a lot of this trouble anymore. But uh, yeah, I would advise everybody on you know that listens to this program is to steer clear of the cheapest tent you can find you may have problems there you pay for you get what you pay for so i want to talk briefly about something you guys did I, I, you might not want to talk about this too much so we can move on but uh, you guys did something originally as you came out and this is a large cd audience that sort of watches this program but uh, uh you guys gave like free seeds or like a voucher of seeds Yep. with every yep. kit because the whole idea was the kit was going to have everything it was going to have seeds yep. the, you know all of it short of some soil or whatever but uh i think probably legal reasons and other reasons why you got away from that but can you kind of you know tell us what happened there or how that how that went down it was a great marketing idea um it didn't work out that's part of the reason we didn't do it um not enough of the seeds were coming back on return because of exactly what you saw we're going after new growers new growers don't know that you can Pretty much order seeds and not get in trouble. It scared a lot of people the idea of having seeds come to their house. So those coupons, not all the people know. As a new company, we purchased every one of those. Those weren't given to us. And we paid basically wholesale like if we, if I was going to wholesale. And we went out and bought all these coupons. And we lost, we lost our shirts on that investment. They yeah. didn't get... You essentially went to the breeders and bought a fuck ton of seed wholesale. I shouldn't say a lot of breeders, but a few breeders bought a lot of seeds wholesale, essentially, from those breeders and held them four orders uh, as they come through and then ate it on the back end because people weren't sending the coupons in or whatever necessarily for the amount that you had pre-bought whatever it was a genius idea because rather than send the seed with the tent you're like look we have your seed secured you just gotta you know send this coupon in or whatever but seeing how you didn't really get the redemption of the coupon or whatever sort of lost your ate your hat on that one or whatever but i love the idea you know of doing so it. my theory is, what if we did a coupon book? You remember in high school, you'd sell those coupon books for all the local stores, right? Oh, yeah. But what if, what if I had a 12-coupon book where each different breeder that we highlighted has their special, and that coupon has like a one-year range that you can use that, and it expires. Sure. It doesn't cost anybody anybody money. It's a good way to track where the breeders are getting their business from. And I would only want to work with the people who work with us, like yourself, who have helped us in the past design these things, which I'll touch on later. Yeah, you guys are hugely instrumental in our 4x4 and our 5x5. There were several of you that helped with that. But yeah, I like the idea of giving somebody a catalog of breeders that have bred in HydroGrow with coupons to send them directly there. Because the first thing you're going to go do when you bought a new car in the 90s, Jay, was you know you went to the record store and bought a new CD to play in that car, right? Right. right. Because the car was cool, but you needed the right tunes. Well, now you need the right seeds to, to, to put in your in your tent. Totally. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to grow weed like all the people that you follow on Instagram, right? I mean, that's... and blessed, I'm blessed to say most of those guys are my friends. So I want to help out my friends too at the same time. It's hard for me to relate because when I first started growing weed, it was like 20 fucking years ago or whatever, and it was out of the back of a high times, and times were so much different where you wouldn't dare order shit to your house or anything else. But you know. 
now you're in a climate where 25 of 50 states or some have medical or recreational of some sort, you know what I mean, where it's like half this country is essentially tipped in the, into the world of cannabis. And it's like, it's much more, you're, you're getting much more like mom and pop type growers or hobbyist type growers to come in and try yep. this out. And they're like, hey, you know, I enjoy smoking cannabis. I spend so-and-so a month at the dispensary or whatever, and maybe it didn't taste that good or I didn't like it or whatever. Like, let's try it. And then you go and you get a tent, you stick it in the basement or whatever, not really knowing what you're doing. And then your first logical step was, yeah, I went online and bought some seeds that were junk. You know, I had no idea if if I could have had a coupon as like a to try out. You know what I mean? Like, I I would have utilized it. You know, yes. I mean? yeah. Maybe it's a coupon that you, when you order your pack, I'm gonna send a, a tester pack guaranteed. This is good for one free tester pack with purchase. You know, something like that. Maybe make it so you guys can use these things. This is also good at any event you see us at for the person that doesn't want to actually do it online that might come see us at a Canacon. Make the coupon good there, too. Sure. Have them bring it in. That's even cooler to see somebody walk in with the coupon and be like, here, I want to cash in my coupon because I don't want to buy online. I'm private. I like that's that idea. We could certainly talk about setting something up that with like something like that up with HydroGrow or whatever. I just think that's a really <laughs> cool idea in... No other company really had the balls to, first of all, put the word H-I-G-H in their name and then put seeds alongside of it when they, when they came out with it or whatever. You're not, you know, you're not exactly, while it could be used for all kinds of growing, you're not exactly steering away from the idea of the target market here. It's like, yo, grow a, a, a tent in your room, your basement, wherever, and, uh, you know, give it a shot. This is one of our original logos right here. I don't know how you know you could see that with the bong with the justice scales oh, on yeah. it. We could definitely see it. Bong and justice scales, yeah. We had, to, we had to remove that logo for banking purposes, but <laughs> I, I'm getting this printed in a hoodie for myself, and I'm also getting our other logo, which was grow a pair with two nugs in their hands like this. Beautiful. We got the bank. The bank said no to those logos, but say, that's how we tried to market our company to start. How how much banking issues have you fucking had to deal with a name like that? None. Really? None. Wow. We, uh, way, you know way, you know way. You've met way. Thank God for way. That woman is tenacious, and because of her, the name they didn't like. But that's why we went through that kind of revamping where we changed our image and we kind of went to that gold and black logo you see here, and everything's kind of dumbed down a little bit. We got rid of the pot lease and all our logos. There were specifics we had to jump through to be able to bank legally and get our tax ID done. Gotcha. So I just pulled up on the screen here the Hydrogo. Uh webpage um looking at your products i know you can't really see it mike but looking at your products oh, here, got, um, got it right here. Uh, i'm looking at your full kits um you guys have the dream box the stash box 2.0 and yep. this dream box 2.0 the stash box one and then the nursery um you know, just other than the size i can sell and the price you know, is there any major differences between these kits um, yeah, the major differences are the all-in-one kit is everything. That's your carbon filter, your light, your fan. The dream box and the stash box is a size thing. Um, one of the things we went after was we went after the recreational market grows where plant counts, uh, we haven't seen anything really higher than six per adult in any state. So we designed systems that were going to be for the, you've grown weed, Jay. How many people are going to want to grow 12 plants, realize how hard it is, and probably end up somewhere around two? In the end, I mean, well, there's also regulations, you know, the people who are like, again, I said earlier, the people who are using tents generally are just starting have small spaces are hobby growers. You know what I mean? It's a great jumping off point. It, it Generally, I find people who start here 
buy more tents or get bigger tents or you know i don't know yeah. a lot of growers that go backwards i'll say that much like um but then again there are people that just want to have a tent that has one or two plants in it or whatever and that's the beauty of these things they were designed to go right in your living room we really wanted people to embrace the freedom to grow their own and make this a normal thing like where you walk in to your living room you're having a dinner party and your windows open and your friends are looking at your plants because you're proud of them like they'd be like oh that's a beautiful fern over there Oh, those are beautiful cannabis plants. Why, thank you. You know, you should be able to do that. And in a state where you're a little bit more nervous, our stash box fits in a closet. You can slap a padlock on it and nobody's getting in there. Totally. Um, I will say this. I started in a closet. I think it's the most logical place to learn to start. It's not the most genius idea to try to, like, be your first timer to go, like, I'm going to do 10 lights or I'm going to do 20 lights or I'm going to do a field of cannabis or whatever. Just do a do you know small scale. Figure out how it works. If you fig, if you like it, you know what I mean. Then replicate the size up and up and up. Um, but uh, I also wanted to touch on you just do tents. You know you don't need the full kit. I know a lot of guys already have their gear and everything else. These are just really high quality tents. I've pulled this up on the screen for people to see right now. These are t uh, kits with or I'm sorry tents with no nothing that comes alongside them. These are kind yep. of what I got from the guys. Um, not sure which one you guys hooked me up. I got this big guy, I think, here. Yeah, you have two five by fives. Okay. Um, that we'll touch on the four by four and the five by five because we have patent pending, and they're also the only model like it in the market. And what makes them unique is the three door access. And this is one of the things that when you talked about earlier, us listening to our customer bases and people in this industry that we look up to as as the people kind of set the tone. To me, the breeders are really a very crucial, important. Um, part of this industry because they're kind of like the influencers, the singers. They kind of if you can if you can help them do their job better, they're going to be able to do their job better, longer, quicker, faster, and can sustain an industry. The better genetics they put out there, the better quality plants we have. So when we designed this tent, I was curious as to why you guys use these apartment-sized tents, and everybody's like, it's for pollen chucking. And I said, okay, well, explain to me how you chuck pollen. They're like, we literally get in there and fucking throw this shit around, and I'm like. So what if I like, you know, didn't make it so you didn't have to climb in and you could just open a different door? And that's where this idea spawned was actually meeting with you and a couple of the guys was, okay, well, if you can make your front door do this on three different sides, well, I could come in from the left or I could come in from the right and I can get my plants in the back when I'm running a full tent and I don't have to do as much. Well, yeah, I would totally buy that. Well, that's all we heard was I would totally buy that. Yeah, if I recall, I think I was telling you that we use the tents for putting males in to collect yep. pollen. But the hard part about that was if I have multiple males that are ready to drop, I can't mix the pollens or anything like that, too. And I was like, if I could have different accesses to it or multiple chambers within it, things like that. That's when I was like, if you know, I was I've always been trying to work on some sort of sealed chambers. I know Ninja has his chambers or whatever and like some sort of chambers for pollination. A lot of us breeders want to make multiple strains at all times. So we want six or seven bays that we can collect pollen in you know what i mean and it's never really been able to do it in tents so much because the, you can't really put a bunch of tents next to each other and collect pollen the pollen's gonna mix and you're gonna have you know issues because it's not a true source so still to this day even though i do use the hydrogo tents we do them all over the place so i'll one tent will be you know upstairs in a different place and one will be down in the basement in a different place and one will be out in the garage in a different place and you know what i mean one will be in the shed in the back in a different place and that's the way that we collect the pollen off them just to have no um cross-contamination of pollens and that's the smartest way to go 
but yet at the same time designing tents to collect pollen in is mainly a breeder thing it, it's weird tents are used by breeders and they're used by newbies i wouldn't even say newbies because it, it sucks to Dude, build a grow out of a closet you know what i mean like go ahead sorry Hobbyist or home medical grower, the person who's growing for themselves not to try and sell weight. Totally. It's not about weight. That's a 100% true fact. That's, it's not about weight. It's either for yourself. It's a hobby well, thing. You know what I mean? Well, or you don't want to design this shit. Like, you know, put it, build this all in your... I remember when I first started growing before grow tents were really a thing. I would, I would rip out a closet, you know, just a standard bedroom. I'd take everything out, the bars, the shelf, all of it. And then I would literally poly the whole thing. And then we'd put in a crossbar and we'd hang like 1,000 watt or two 400s or two 600s. And we were essentially designing this entire thing within a closet. But we had to then, you know, say the landlord, God forbid, would call or whatever the fuck. And you had to rip it all down and try to put it all back up and everything else. It's like these grow tents are the way to go because you can literally like disassemble them and reassemble them easily. They all click together. They go back to the same shit or whatever. Um I don't know. It's the evolution of growing, in my opinion, is like the fact that these have been design engineered for guys like us now. It's like, okay, this makes life so much fucking easier or whatever. But I'll um, a step further, I can promise you our kit will go right back as an original box once you've grown in it, too. Everything will fit perfectly back in there. I do it at trade shows every time I sell a display. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and a lot of these kits are maddening to put together. I put these kits together like myself i know it's recommended usually to have a second person help you put the shit over the top or whatever but i put these kits together myself i've built 10 by 20s myself and you want to talk about a massive pain in the fucking ass like it's ridiculous but no these tents go together relatively smoothly they dissemble smoothly or whatever and they also have a really nice light rack structure for the roof where you don't have to use their lights and it still will hold a good amount of lighting if you just buy the tent or whatever but uh, yeah. speaking of Light lights box. real quick, do you want to talk briefly about what kind of lighting you used? I think you guys may have you know, went to China and got your own light made after seeing how stuff works. We did. Um, we actually manufactured our own light bulbs. We have a very unique um, LED bulb that was basically, it's kind of similar to any strip LED light you're going to see on the market right now, just in tube form. And it goes right into your standard T5 or T, T8 or T6 fixture. Um, so that comes included in your kit and when it comes to lighting, you know, I'm still new to this game. So I've been running all kinds of different lights in terms of what I like. I've used stuff from science growers choice, a couple different people that I've really had some good success with. So nice. Um, let's say, uh, is there like a, a specific tent that you would recommend for just like mothers or like I see there's, with the third wall, you have the ability to push them together, which is something that I've yep. done. You know what I mean? So I sort of created this connection of tents that go all over the place. But I was going to say, is there something that, you, like, a combination that you sort of recommend for, like, we do this for moms or we do this for clones or we do this for flowers? Uh, yeah, or what you've um, seen, maybe. The, the, the stash box was probably my favorite for doing cloning and for doing seeding in, but we only offered it as a kit. So the good news that I can reveal today is that as of September, when the new container hits, the stash box will be a tent-only option, too. So you can buy our smallest tent. And the reason I say that is you can do 72 solo cups in that tent without a problem, <laughs> just lined up at the bottom. Or you can do five seedling trays of 72 seeds a tray. 
Gotcha. Sounds like a man who's stacked 72 in there a time or two. Yeah, so I have actually just show me. I like to know things that nobody needs to know in case I ever get asked. So I was bored one day and I was like, I'm going to pop 72 seeds and see what happens. And yeah, and this year it was, I'm going to pop all my vegetable seeds and all my cannabis seeds together in flats. And how many flats can I fix and keep the domes on without the domes like being squished or anything like that? So I got four, you know, I got two and two two and two and then an extra and then like three long way. So I got five in there and that was about 360 seeds. So yeah. somebody like yourself who's really trying to find, you know, test some genetics. It's a great little thing to just for plants you're going to kill anyway. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that, you know, do reversals intense also because it's, again, it's, if you can create controlled environments, small controlled environments, you know, it's all over the place. You can, you can do breeding in them relatively easily as well. Um, or like I say, but, uh, I was going to ask you this. Do you guys have like, um, I think you do, but we got some like ballers on this show or that watch this show or whatever, some dispensary owners and everything else. Do you guys make like a custom tent for somebody has like a facility or something that they need like a unique space and they really need something? Like, do you guys, is that something you do? Yep. Um, We can do any kind of custom designing. Um, It would just involve, I need dimensions. Um, There's a. Uh oh. Uh, we lost him. Call. Um, I had to put a deposit down real quick. Um, so that was a, the, the only thing you have to do is put a deposit down, and we can build you any size. The material is available all the time. Uh, we can get real specific because I've started thinking about my five by tens and my four by eights, which if COVID hadn't happened, we would already have. And I actually, I started thinking about what you have your setup as. And I'll talk offline about your breeding chambers, but it's coming, Jay. Nice. Yeah, we were talking to these guys about cooking me up something a little bit special or whatever that I can use. Um, Yeah. Tell me about uh, what you guys have coming up. I mean, maybe that you can talk about new releases of tens, trade shows you're actually going to attend, sales, promotions, anything. What the fuck are you guys doing in COVID world? There will be a promo code going online live Friday for the Harvest Festival that we're out here in Oklahoma. By the way, I'm in Oklahoma City. Hi from Oklahoma, everybody. We tracked him down. Uh This dude's all over the place. Yeah, I was out here meeting um, all my. I actually picked up some new grow shops today, which is good. But I came out here mainly to get some reorders from Grow Generation. But Oklahoma Harvest Festival is this weekend. If you're in the Oklahoma area, it's on the Tulsa side of the state. They have a Medical Growers Cup, which Hydro Grow is giving away one of the nurseries. Um, that's what Caesar has that he uses for his clones. What's um, the, so that uh, would be yeah, you know the website? I'll pull it up real fast for the people. Or what's uh, the name of the show? It's it's the just if you put it in on the Instagram, you put o- OKC Harvest Fest. Or Oklahoma OK Harvest Fest. It's, it'll come up. It's on my Instagram, too. I've shared it a bunch of times. OKC okay, Beautiful? No, it's uh, the Harvest Fest. It's it's at uh, Copperhead Rally. Is Copperhead Rally is the website. Because that's the fairgrounds. It's at it. Copperhead Fairgrounds in t- Oklahoma is what you need to Google. Saturday, September 19th? That would be it. No, um, no, it'd be this weekend. So that's not the nineteenth. It's the it's the tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth. Sick. I'm not finding it. I'm looking real bad here. Ah. Hold way, on a sec. It's on Instagram. I'm looking on Google. I was trying to pull up like their website. Oh, yeah. or something. They might not have a website. If you Google on Google, pull up um, Copperhead Rally, Oklahoma. That's the fairgrounds, and then it'll be on their website. You can link to it from there.
Yeah, I'm not seeing that either. We're gonna, we'll move nah. on. So real quick though, what was the Instagram where you could find it, or what's um, the dates? Sorry, I fucked that whole up. That whole cup promotion up real bad. The cup is on Saturday. This Saturday, the event starts on Friday night. There's live bands Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a three day camping event. Um, there's vendors. It's also a consumption event, and it's also a medical cannabis sales event. What? So if you live in Oklahoma and you can, yes, Jay, you yes, to do Jay. all this shit in Oklahoma. I didn't know you could do all yes, this shit. You can have so it's music, camping, smoking. What else? Yes, it's a COVID nineteen compliant puff puff no pass. You can purchase <laughs> this with a medical card. There's dispensaries vending on site. Um, I'll be there representing your seed company. Also, my um, own grow tent company uh, will be giving away a nursery to the winner of the cup overall. Uh, Dojo Seed Co., our good friend, will be joining me. We have Seattle Super Chronic Seeds joining us. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a good time, dude. And Okay, but, word. And then you're back out there, aren't you, in like another week or something for CanCon or something? A week. Yep, I go Are you even leaving? Yeah, well, I have to. I just put 16 plants in flower before I left, and I'm in the middle of a, the best outdoor I've ever run in my life. <laughs> so um, I've got my little at home taking care of things for me, and she's the best, but I got to get home for a week and see her and take care of the plants and then turn around and come back here for CanaCon. CanaCon, and that's a three-day deal or whatever? How's that working? Like, is it that's gonna COVID? Be is it sort of the same thing, just mask COVID up and come down? Fine. Um, you have to do social distancing. It's actually for us, Jay, as vendors, it's the greatest thing ever because we get to pay attention to each customer. It's not trying to entertain 19 people and not getting mobbed as much. It's like one by one. You have to give somebody a space and that's the way they're doing this. This will be my second COVID compliant event out here in Oklahoma since this happened. And I like the fact that I get individual attention with the person in front of me. The person behind them has to stay a certain distance away and can't be talking over their shoulder or trying to speed up their transaction. Gotcha. So as the ability to explain crosses and do our jobs best and really give people that five minutes that they want when they're a consumer, we're actually allowed to do it. So How we're losing, I don't know, in sales because maybe we're not getting as much foot traffic. I don't totally. really know. I haven't seen the numbers yet. We won't know till next year. Totally. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be down. But at the same time, at least you guys can still do something or whatever. It's the, uh, I don't know. That's. I haven't had the balls to go out and do a trade show yet. I'm sort of wondering to see how this all comes back around. But uh, Oklahoma seems to be pushing, you know, forward with uh, trade shows or whatever. So, you know. But. And I take a lot of inspiration from your old stories, you know, that you tell me about your dad. And that's kind of what I feel like right now is just being an old road dog, just taking my product from city to city, door to door, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told that story on this show, but uh, my father is a, a traveling not traveling, but uh, a door-to-door vacuum salesman, and that shit still exists in 2020. I mean, at this point, he's basically retired, but uh, now he has like five or six, seven, eight franchises or whatever. He definitely did it big, but uh, I learned to sell shit from him because we would work trade shows or I would go out in the field with them and we would walk door-to-door all over Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, um, Wyoming, and we would knock on your door, just like the Kirby vacuum salesman, and then we'd come in and it was the Electrolux and we'd put out 50 piles of dirt on the ground and, you know, make you feel shame and be like, do you want to fix this problem? And I remember, this is something about my dad is like, I would, he would be the closer. So I'd go out in the field and I would knock on the door and I would come in and I'd sweep up the vacuum, all the shit. And then I'd turn around and put out 50 piles of dirt on it. And then he would come in the door 
and go, well, well, look at this. This is disgusting. Look at all this dirt all over the place. Like, doesn't this bother you? And if the people said it didn't bother them, then you go, well, Jay, you can't sell a bathtub and a pig pit. And he'd walk out the door. And I'd be like, holy fucking shit. This guy's savage, dude. He's ruthless. He doesn't give yeah. a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and like, that's just the way he approached life. Like, I don't know. It was, it's just go after it. And that was the whole thing. He would tell me like, leave the piles of dirt. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to leave dirt because we would literally put it on their couch and just put dirt all over their couch. And they'd be like, he's like, no, no, that dirt was in there when we got here. They don't have a problem with it. Remember? He's like, so let's just leave. And I was just like, I can't do that, dude. I got to vacuum this shit up. Like, I, I see your point. You're a hard ass salesman. But uh, my point is, is I can't live with myself leaving this grandma covered in fucking dirt all over her house and shit or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. But my dad will sell you sand in the desert, dude. Um, but that's the point is learning from a guy like that and having the the uh, morality that you have is kind of what shaped me myself coming from the car industry, coming from the retail industry. I did hockey. I did toys was the ability that I would never treat somebody like that. But I wanted to have the ability to sell like that guy. <laughs> totally. But do it with the truth and earn the right. Totally. If there's anything I can pass to anybody who's in sales in this industry, pushiness does not work in the cannabis industry. They don't really want to talk to you to begin with. So <laughs> you got to really have a quality product you're backing. you got to know about your product. I mean, the and only I'm, way you can sell anything like that in, or behave like that is to sell a product that just kick ass. And that's the thing with those vacuums that my dad sold, electrolytes vacuums, they're fucking amazing. They, they don't break. They're, uh, they're amazing 20-year vacuums. You can buy them, and 25 years later, you'll still be using that fucking vacuum or whatever. And, like, I don't know, it... it it gives them some sort of confidence to be like, well, these fucking people don't care. I'm out of here or whatever the fuck. And it was just like, wow. Like, I, I don't know. He, if you get, if you got a shit product and you behave like that also, it was just like, you're a super dick. But if you have like the answer and they just don't want the answer, then all of a sudden it's like, maybe you're not the dick. It's just the way you behave. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's deep so thoughts, what life lessons. Here, what I'm hearing is you're basically talking about my competitor that let us, catch up to them or come out and beat them because they use their name and their quality of their product to be F you. We're just going to keep selling you shit because you're going to buy it anyway because the name on the box. And yeah, they did have the best and slowly just dumb down the quality because of the name. Yep. So yeah, if you don't ever, if you don't keep up on the quality, you got to have everything, the full package, you know, I'm going to agree with that here, here. Um, well, I think I'm going to give away some more seeds. I'm going to, sure. We'll have, we'll let you pick the code word, Mike. Um, let's see what we want to give away. This one will be Soulstone. Just so they spell it right, the code word's HydroGrow. <laughs> you just got to spell it right. Code word's going to be HydroGrow. And the seed pack. That one's really paying attention. Soulstone. I just took you off the screen, so now they don't know. HydroGrow. I got to put it up on the email here. Free shit email going across oh, your Mike. screen. There you go. We'll give away three of these as well. Mike, what number of people should win this? I feel like we should do a high number because it's always like the first, I don't know, the live viewers kind of always suck these up. We should do like 100 or something. Like, okay. But I don't know. Pick three numbers. You can go ahead and pick one high. There's usually anywhere up to 500 people trying to win these shits, and I'm giving away in the first 10 or 20 every week. 500? Yeah, around okay. there. 113. Okay, 113. Let's do... 66, because I'm basically on Route 66 right now. 66. And let's do 
220. 220. So you can try multiple times, as a lot of you guys do. But these are the numbers. So I heard of the low people winning it early. There you go. So free shit email. DarkHorseGeneticsLive at gmail.com. This one, if you're watching on replay, you have a legit chance at fucking winning. So Exactly. Yeah. I want to see high number win. High numbers are going to win. Free shit email. DarkHorseGeneticsLive at gmail.com. In the subject line, you got to write... Uh, hydro grow, but spell it correctly. I got my sh- my hat off and my shirt covered up now, so I can't cheat. Uh, yeah, I got you. I don't We're on full screen camera right now. I'm gonna bring you back. So now he's in. He's he's covered up his stuff. All right, guys. So, so with that, I'm gonna sign off with Mike. But hey, Mike, let me take this free shit off the screen real quick. There you go. I appreciate you coming on, telling us a little bit about your equipment. Is there anything I left out or anything you want to talk about or you want to say about uh, your equipment, HydroGrow, or anything that you got going on? No, I want you to bring back kosher kush crossings. You want me to bring back more kosher kush? I mean, that's not a bad fucking idea, dude. I want you to bring back your kosher, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Not anybody else's kosher. I want (laughs) you to bring that cut back and breed with it. I got it. I got you. Stop being greedy and keeping it for yourself. Yeah, I smoke it all, dude. I just smoke it all. It's like 36%. It doesn't even make store shelves. It's fucking Thank amazing. you. The reason why I want to touch on that, too, is because it's one of my favorite weeds of all time, and it's not a high THC. Big surprise. What, kosher? Kosher's high as fuck. But I'm saying, compared to today's, like the 30s, this and that, you know, it's like, I it don't just, buy it. It just lines up your body chemistry or whatever. I got you. That's your girl. That one fucks you up. Unbelievable. The turf profile on that. Is one of the only things that will make me sleep. <laughs> nice. I don't know what it is about your particular cut. It's it's a nice and it doesn't come on too fast. It just winds you down. So I'm thinking if you use some of those, you know, so you know, hit it, hit some of your Thanos, hit some of your other stuff, bring back some of your older stuff, man. Some of that's you know stuff that people maybe have found out about you now didn't get some of that stuff back then. Or, I like that you're saying all this with your hand across your heart, like you're pledging allegiance. Like I'm pledging allegiance to Dark Horse <laughs> right now. Everybody already knows I love you guys. Can't wait to get home and pop some shit from you guys. I'm doing a seed run now, so. Word, buddy. Well, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. If you're in uh, Oklahoma City, or you know, go go to the Harvest Cup this weekend, and yeah, uh, check out up. Mike. He's got a few of our beans available down there with him. Amongst yep. others, so uh, Hydro Tent, Ninja's stuff, and Seattle Chronic, something he said. Seattle, Seattle Chronic, yeah. Seattle Chronic. Super Sonic. There you go. But uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate it. And uh, with that, I'm going to sign this fucker off. And uh, yeah, same bat time next week, uh, same bat channel. Peace, everybody.